walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle. AKA the hardest part of the ring. Now, uh, <laughs> I-, I noticed you hit play on this podcast. Well, I hope you weren't planning on, uh, on, on leaving this because there's no way out. Fuck man. You ever like start telling a joke and then realize it's fucking dumb. <laughs> Cause there's no way out to the event. Yeah. Well, what hilarity can I jumpstart this episode with? Oh, I got it. Yeah, I'm going to tell him there's no there's no way out of this episode. Good comedic instincts by the old uh, HPOTR, but WWF <laughs> No Way Out 2002. Man, I uh quick sidebar, I miss No Way Out. I don't know about you guys. I miss having like a um like where the pivot pay-per-view between Rumble and WrestleMania was just like an evergreen kind of show. It didn't have to be Elimination Chamber. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't, you know, on the nose like Fastlane. Fastlane's okay, but like do we need Elimination Chamber every single goddamn... I Whatever. I did a whole episode on that, so go check that out in the archives. Uh, grinding my gears gimmick matches, but... We're here, we're queer, and we're at No Way Out 2002, and uh, man, this time period is fucking fascinating to me. Let me tell you why. And as I've I've mentioned ad nauseum, if you're a frequent listener of this podcast, but this is an era that I'm not familiar with. I've never watched it live. I, I didn't watch it live, and I haven't really gone back and watched much of it other than like the big four pay per views, right? So no way out. Again, like I said, it's it's kind of just exists to be the pivot point between WrestleMania or between uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and uh, that is in full effect here. And like I said, the time period. So this is like, and I've questioned this several times over the course of these reviews. It's like, what do we call this era? Right? Is it the Invasion era? Is it the NWO era? What what is it? And I'll tell you this, this era fucking sucks. And I'm going to tell you why, because, and when I say this era, I mean like 2002 up until the ruthless aggression until I guess the brand split, I guess, because basically what you have, right, is 
you have all of the players from the Attitude Era, all the wrestlers, all the, the you know the commentators, the announcers, the managers. You have all of these characters that you had in the Attitude Era, and what they're doing rather than rather than trying to evolve them, try to evolve those existing characters, trying to bring in new characters, which is what they ultimately do with the Ruthless Aggression Era. That's kind of what defines that era is these new characters, these new storylines. But here in the first few months of 2002, you have those Attitude Era players, but with the tone of the Ruthless Aggression Era, kind of. But what they're doing is they're trying to do the exact same thing they did in the late 90s and in 2000, I guess. They're trying to rekindle what worked at the height of the Attitude Era. You know, stone cold whipping ass, uh, The Rock doing his thing, Kurt Angle being a, a dorky dickhead, you know, Triple H, Undertaker. And then they bring, oh, bring around, we talk about this in the podcast. I'll try not to be too, uh, redundant here but they bring even bring in these like lower level guys like gold dust godfather val venus mr perfect and they're doing exactly what they did in the 90s but guess what it's a different time and it doesn't work anymore <laughs> val venus's shtick is not over they try to do it exactly the same and it stinks same thing with Gold Dust. Same thing with Godfather. And we get into details about those guys in the in the episode itself. But essentially, you know, Godfather tries to do that the Godfather thing, but nobody cares, and then he leaves. Val Venus eventually, I think he gets hurt or something, and then he becomes Sean Morley. Gold Dust does this thing with Booker T. So eventually they kind of figure some stuff out, but right here they're in the process of like like I said, square peg, round hole. Let's just jam it in until it works, and it just never does. And that's a constant thread throughout this pay-per-view that you see. And nothing quite represents that to the extent that the NWO does. That's right. <laughs> that's right, folks. The NWO is debuting at NWO. <laughs> New World Order at No Way Out, folks. Keep up, keep up. So uh, I think it's a general consensus that the NWO's run in 2002 was, uh, to say the least, lackluster, other than Hogan and Rock at WrestleMania. But uh, outside of that, it is just... And I've always wondered that, right? Because I've never seen it. So I'm like, why, why was it so bad? You know, it seems like a cool idea on paper, right? But we see in this episode... With their debut, what exactly made it so lackluster? And to add a, another layer onto it, not to babble on too long here, but this podcast, The Apron Bump, going back and forth between different timelines. I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Right before I watched No Way Out 2002, I got done watching In Your House 1995, In Your House 1 which is an episode that will be coming out here in the next few weeks. But 1995, let's just, let's just let's, let's paint, paint a picture for you. You got Diesel, a.k.a. Kevin Nash. Diesel is the young, new guy 
the cool dude with attitude, you know, a diesel power. He's the WWF champion. He's the face of the company. He's the top guy and he's young and spry and handsome. And then you also have Razor Ramon, who's very similar, has those traits to a similar extent. Just nobody cooler than Razor Ramon in 1995. New generation. He He's like one of the faces of that top guy there. Great character, super over. Then you got Hulk Hogan over there in WCW in 95, which I also cover on this podcast. And say what you want about Hulk Hogan and his, his shitty big boot and his obsessed about his tricep veins. Lots, lots to make fun of about Hulk Hogan. But the dude is in the best shape of his life in 1995. He's moving around pretty well for the most part. And you have those three guys. Hall, Nash, Hogan, in 1995, they're all at the top of their game physically. And then just just to put you in my shoes, I go from watching that (laughs) to watching this, which I can only describe 2002 NWO as like three dads trying to rekindle their, (laughs) their younger years. You got Hulk Hogan slumped over and wrinkly. You got Scott Hall. Like, you know, battling all the stuff that Scott Hall kind of deals with. Right. You have Kevin Nash, who's in still in good shape, but his he's gotten, I don't know, 27 quad surgeries since 1995. So he's not moving around exactly. He's not taking any bumps. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but he, he this dude takes no bumps in 2002. But just to go from 95 when these guys are red hot to 2002, where they're just shirts and jeans and like why are we threatened by these three old fucks like for real (laughs) you know so that's just another layer to it on how ridiculous the nwo is but i've babbled long enough we're on our we're on our way to wrestlemania 18 we're on our way to rock hogan no way out exists and It's very clear that the company is just trying to get to WrestleMania, but that makes it all the more hilarious and how little builds went into this show. But we get into that. So joining me on this show, got Nick and Sacco from the Universal Wrestling Podcast joining me today and had a hoot of a time with these guys. I actually uh, was fortunate enough to come on their podcast a few weeks ago for uh, SummerSlam Predictions. Uh, still worth a, uh, a listen if uh, you so choose to. A really good time with those guys. Uh, and check out their podcasts. You can listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow them on Twitter at the UW Pod. There's a link tree on their Twitter that'll take you to wherever you need to go. Also, check out their website, uwpod.com. Super cool dudes. Had a lot of fun with them on this episode. So let's get right into it. WWF. No Way Out 2002 with myself and Nick and Sacco from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for making yeah, the time. Man, did you both get a chance stoked. to did you get a chance to watch the show? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> God damn it, Sacky. <laughs> um I did, yeah. It's uh it was good. It wasn't great. Uh, yeah. It was uh, lackluster, to be honest, but yeah, it was. Uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna bash it, but no. It, you know what it was? The crowd. 
The crowd yeah. just wasn't feeling it. I don't know. It's just. Well, there's, you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot to get into with that, but I'm, I'm definitely yeah. on the same page as you. But it was an important point for the WWE or F at the time. Yeah. Because this set up for Hogan and Rock, Austin and Scott, what you tweeted about, uh, Stephanie. <laughs> Dude, and, oh, um, I will. Oh, I hope you guys are ready to spend at least three hours talking about Stephanie McMahon. So, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but like you said, I mean, this is like a, it's an interesting yeah. time for the company, um, because I'll be asking you this: which do you guys consider this the Attitude Era? Yeah, I don't think so. It's like like a uh, like an in between Attitude and Ruthless Agreement. I don't know what you call it: NWO era, yeah. uh, Invasion era, maybe, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so like early 2002. So uh, yeah, this I is an know. era that I've never actually seen because I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. So this is kind of my yeah. first. I know, I know like things that happen and stuff yeah, like yeah. that through various like documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the poison into the t- yeah. oh fuck, man! Fucking but nuts, dude, so like, over the top. <laughs> it's <laughs> speaking of over the top. So the NWO basically is the major theme. Of yeah. this pay-per-view, obviously, which is clever, you know, no way out. Mm-hmm. NWO, it's fun. We're having fun, right? Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of like a representation of what this company is at the time. And it's because it's before Ruthless Aggression, which is when we're getting new stars. They're trying new things. But this period right before is them just seemingly trying to recreate the Attitude Era and just failing at every corner, yeah. <laughs> seemingly. Um, I even asked you, Nick, I was like, Hey, do you remember gold dust, uh, or, or Godfather Val Venus from this era? Because yeah. I didn't, and I watch all the Raws and Smackdowns leading up to it. And it is, it is bizarre. Like you have gold uh, or a uh, Godfather coming out and with the ladies, right? Yeah. But it's no longer the hose. No, it's <laughs> the escorts. So he comes out here. He's like, oh, they're no, not hoes anymore. I'm like, oh, I guess they're getting PC. I guess, you know, maybe yep. it's uh, degrading, degrading exactly to women. It. Yeah. Um, so it's better to just say, hey, they're actually fucking uh, the wrestlers for money. Just <laughs> that you're, you're, you're stripping all the entertainment value. You're no, no hoe train. No. Uh, no, no hat. No, you know, dancing. It's just, hey, yeah. he, Godfather comes out here in a stupid vest. And he's like, hey, who wants to fuck these ladies? Yeah. And I think Godfather actually brought that up in his uh, interview with Stone Cold. Because I think he leaves shortly after, right? 2002? Yeah. With him and Val Venus. I think Val Venus gets hurt. And uh, Godfather just, he said, he said he wasn't having fun. And he's like, you know, I'm out. So PC, you hit it right on the head there, Kyle. Right. But I, but it's, it's, I feel like being an escort is less PC than being a hoe. I mean, is am I wrong on that? Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. I guess at least you're making money as an escort, so maybe it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, because, yeah, it's just like a, a version of something that was over in the Attitude Era, but done poorly. Yep. And that's a theme that we keep, we continue to see with guys like Val Venus, who, again, just doing the same thing. You know, the hello, ladies, but he doesn't really... He There's like a charisma that he lost, or like, like a motivation, uh, an excitement, whatever you want to call it. It's like lost. It's very clear. Yeah. And uh, there's like a segment on, it's either Raw or SmackDown, where he's like, I have a heart on. And it's like <laughs> Valentine's Day. He has a heart yeah, on his penis. It's like, yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then there's like a plant in the crowd. He like brings like a, someone from the crowd and then they like make out in the ring. It's like so like yeah. there's no cleverness to it anymore. It's just like no. <laughs> very like heavy handed and just not like the crowd's not into any of this. Not Godfather, no. not Val Venus and uh, not the NWO, really. At least eventually they would wear off this pay-per-view. Yeah. They debuted. So obviously it's, it's you know, everybody's big. Yeah. Everybody's hyped to see the NWO. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Because I guess in general, as far as the NWO and their run, their, their second run in WWE, what, what were you guys' thoughts on it in general? Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, yeah, it was cool to see them come to the WWE, but it was kind of after the invasion angle. Actually, not kind of. It was after the invasion angle. Yeah. So we all wanted them for so long to come to be there, to be part of the invasion. And you know how it is with the, the contracts. We don't have to get into that. But they yeah. didn't show up. They were getting paid. They wanted to stay home. Regardless, uh, to answer your question, uh, it was lackluster, man. I don't know what it was, but obviously it leads to Hogan and The Rock, so that's really cool. But them return or not returning, them you know being there, I don't know. It was okay. It was fun to watch. Agreed. Lackluster was the good word to use. I mean – it wasn't very exciting, but like I, like you said, it ended up with The Rock and Hogan, a, a dream match we would probably never see if it didn't happen. So, Yeah. Yeah, and really that's the only thing we got out of it, really, because Nash and yeah. Hall are gone right after WrestleMania. Hogan sticks yep. around for a little bit, I guess, but it's just um, – yeah, What man, was it? Nash was hurt, right? Nash got hurt. Probably. And Scott was just, you know – the usual drugs, yeah, it's alcohol, literally you yeah. could just guess based on the, the, yeah. the people involved and it's probably exactly <laughs> right torn quad too drunk that's probably it that's it yep <laughs> but yeah the nwo just throw lump that in with the val venuses the godfathers even mr perfect who he has a segment later in the show which we'll get into yeah. just a lot of guys that were awesome at one point and vince is just like hey let's uh let's just do it again and see if the crowd still likes it and they don't no. Um, even guys like Stone Cold, The Rock, because like Stone Cold's here and he's still let's he's Stone Cold, Stone Cold. He's over. Yeah. But he's nowhere near what he was at the height of the Attitude Era. I mean, it's pretty much it's, it's the what thing is in full effect here. He's almost more of a comedy guy yeah. <laughs> in this in this period than than anything else. The Rock, same thing. Like he's getting booze at WrestleMania in that match yeah. with Hogan. So people are starting to wear thin on The Rock as well, even you know, especially when we get to like SummerSlam and he's facing Brock and they're like basically telling him to go to Hollywood and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Austin and Rock like not being, you know, and, and top performance as far as being over. You have Triple H, his weird face run. Yeah. You have Kurt Angles is kind of hanging around. So even like your top stars that were so successful in the Attitude Era are not you know, hitting on all cylinders like they used to. So it's it, like a weird, a weird era basically is what yes. I'm saying. Um, but, uh, as far as the show goes, so we, we kind of talked about it before we started recording, but overall thoughts on no way out 2002. Yeah. I mean, the crowd just wasn't there. And then if you, yeah. you know what you said earlier, it's, you know, so many of these guys are not really past their prime, but they're still, I don't know. It's, it's very odd. The pay-per-view itself had some really good matches, but it was just uh, it was just okay. It was lackluster. You know, the NWO comes out, and it's the first time I've ever seen, you know, someone come out and do an intro promo 15 minutes to start the pay-per-view. It's very yeah. odd. It's like, reminded me of Raw, you know? 
And right. I, I don't I don't like that. Well, I don't like Raw in 2021, but back in the day, that's whatever. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was just it was okay. I enjoyed the angle match. I enjoyed the Taker match with Rock and Stone Cold, dude. Like you said earlier, he still has it, man. In the ring, dude. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, he can still go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, would we be sitting here talking about this uh, pay per view? Then WO did not debut. That's, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a great point. <laughs> that's really all because, and, and we see this throughout the show. They're they're clearly like planting seeds for WrestleMania. Yeah, they they seemingly already know like what the card's going to look like. It's at least at the top of the card, so it's almost like they're just getting through this pay-per-view yeah. it's like oh it's a pivot point i guess but it didn't feel like like you say it kind of felt like a raw at some points yeah um because you got a lot of guys like even like rock and undertaker like sounds like an yeah. awesome match and it was it was a decent match but it's like on we've paper, seen this yeah. yeah we've seen this all the time we see it even like on raw and smackdowns we see it and austin and jericho same thing kurt triple h same thing so it's like there's yeah. not a lot to get excited about on this pay-per-view other than the NWO, which is really the only selling point. And even then that has its own issues. It's yeah. Well, we might as well get right into it. So like you said, NWO starts off the show and I kind of like, like it's kind of a weird way to start a pay-per-view, but at the same time, it's also, I think was the right call because that's what everybody's here to see. We just saw it recently when CM Punk returned on rampage. It's the same kind of thing. It's like everybody's just going to be sitting there waiting for the NWO if you don't just throw them out there in the beginning. So, And like theoretically, it's like the, the, all three of these guys come out, Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Um, and we're, you know, I feel like Hulk Hogan, really all three of these guys, but mainly Hulk Hogan, I feel like it should be a bigger deal that yeah. he's back with the W because he hasn't been there since what, 93, right? It's been I like seven, seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah, because and then you have D, old Diesel, Razor Ramon. Yeah. It just seems like we're looking at these guys like a package when it's like all three of these guys in their own right could be like a huge return. Yeah. But for whatever reason, when you package them all together, it feels lackluster. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like uh, the big pop was when Scott Hall said, hey, yo, you know, yeah. it wasn't Scott or it wasn't Nash. It wasn't Hogan. You know, it was Scott Hall. I, I don't know. It was just. Very odd, but it was cool to see them back. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. something, you know, Sacco brought it up. Would we be talking about this? Probably not. But overall, it was a, an OK promo, you know, but it had to happen. Like you said, it, it needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, so Kevin Nash speaks first. So the, the general theme of this promo is that NWO, they just want a second chance. <laughs> They just want to, they want a clean slate. I know we did some bad shit in the past, but you know, it's easy breezy now. Time heals all wounds. Um, I don't really know if they're talking like kayfabe wise, like they did a lot of bad stuff in WCW, or if they're talking like, hey, I know we left WWF high and yeah. dry in the midnight. But either way, I guess it doesn't matter. They're like, hey, we're back. Everything's fine now. It's cool. Then, uh, like you said, hey, yo, Scott yeah. Hall, probably the biggest pop of the whole promo. And as a, a clever line here, he says, we're not the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're just a couple of marks, which yeah. is hilarious. Then yep. um, Hogan gets the mic, which before like just Hogan grabbing the mic was also also a huge pop. Yep. Um, but then Hogan just goes on to kind of 
piggyback on what the other guys are saying, listening to Hogan speak in like a normal tone catches me off guard here. Yeah. I, I just watched a WCW show from 95 and he's like, well, let me tell you something, dude. Like talking yeah. talk like that. And now he's here. Right. Like, listen, listen, guys, listen, fellas, we're, we're just here to have fun. Like, like that kind of tone. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, NWO is here. They just want a clean slate. They just want a chance. Uh, I feel like it kind of lays out a predictable kind of trajectory. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I enjoyed the promo for what it was. Yeah, I mean, right. For what it was, I mean, we were happy. To, at the time, I was happy they made their debut. So they could have came out and said nothing, and I would have been happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just seemed, I don't know, like you said, Hogan was not, hey, brother, it was God bless America, God bless Vince McMahon. It's like, what yeah. are you saying? But then again, it leads to, you know, Hogan is going to, I don't know if he's heel right now, but he's going to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you see, you hear it. Even the fans, like you said, they popped. Like, oh shit, Hogan's there, but Hogan's gonna be a heel. So maybe this is maybe this is a feeling out process for Vince and them, you know, to see if he really yeah. can be a heel. Because look at Cena, he's never gonna be a heel. That's how mm-hmm. Hogan was. He can't do it. No way. Leg drop, you know, uh, the <laughs> the bash, and I mean the story goes on. But it, it's a different audience. The WWF back in the day, you know, a little bit different. So. Maybe it was just a feeling out process, you know? I don't know. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. I mean, they, they they went with it all the way to WrestleMania. And so, mm-hmm. But then they eventually figured out, like, okay, nobody's going to boo this fella. He's Hulk fucking Hogan. So, <laughs> But then uh, after that, we open up the show wrestling-wise with a tag team turmoil yep. match. Yeah. And are you guys hyped for this? Yeah. Huh? Lance <laughs> Storm, right, yep, fellas? Yeah, Lance and Christian. Uh, man this is uh it's before the un-americans officially were a faction but yeah. it's basically the uh the seed that is going to and the champions sprout. too kyle holy shit you wouldn't believe it you know yeah yeah you wouldn't um <laughs> but so this match is a turmoil match so a gauntlet style match and the winner gets a match a title match at wrestlemania which correct me if i'm wrong WrestleMania 18, the tag team titles. Isn't it a multi-man, multi-team match? I think it is. So what does this mean? You know? That's a great question, there, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like this match doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Yeah. Well, few, seems like a few matches here don't mean a thing. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but yeah, I, I'm here with you. I, I feel it. Yep, same thing. Don't you dare besmirch gold dust, first no. of all. <laughs> I, 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 I could see it on the tip of your tongue, and I will not have that on this podcast. Yeah. Never. <laughs> so the uh, so Lance Storm Christian, uh, them the team of them facing against Scotty Too Hottie and the Hip Hop Hippo oh, Albert. Do you like his dancing? I Albert, I, I had no clue they were together. <laughs> you know, it's so odd. I forgot about that. It's yeah. I don't blame you because. Yeah. It's like they didn't know what the fuck to do with Albert, man. Like yeah. he, he had he had this huge intimidating dude. Yep. Like he he goes on to be A Train, which is more the vein. I feel like he should have been utilized yeah. more. Right. But they they put him with TNA, like tits and ass, right, folks? Yeah. That's great shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then X Factor, and now oh, this. Yeah. It's like why are we trying to make him sweet tea already? Yeah. Like wait wait fifteen years or whatever it is, yeah. then we can do that. Brodus um, Clay. Ugh, don't ugh. even. And then Tensai. Like, who? What? Why? 
Which could yeah. have been something. That seems like something that yeah. could have fit in like 95 yeah. or something. But exactly. not, not against John Cena, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't really didn't really click, I don't think. Um, but yeah, Scotty goes for the worm on Christian, which the worm is still over this many years uh, into their run. Yep. Always is. But Lance Storm, that damn Lance Storm interrupts it, uh, distracts Scotty too hotty and allows Christian to hit the unprettier for the win. So the Canadians get the win and move on in the gauntlet, which brings out the Hardy Boys. Yeah. So these guys are returning after a bit of a, hi- a hiatus because yeah. they spent a few months feuding against each other in the later half of 2001. Do you guys have any recollection of that? No, the only recollection I have is JR saying something, or I think it was King that said something. They're back. And I wanted to ask you, look, so they tried, right? Brother versus brother, and that didn't work out? Yeah, it was, um, it might have just been one pay-per-view. It was Vengeance okay. back in December of 01. They had a match. Okay. And uh, so the whole premise of the storyline was Jeff was taking too many chances. He was costing them matches. And then, so Matt turned heel, yeah. broke up with Lita. Like, really, like he was beating the shit out of her and stuff. Like, you know, it's <laughs> 2001 wrestling. It's fun. Yeah. It's not domestic violence. Um, so they had that whole thing. But when they had a match at Vengeance, it just didn't click. It didn't click no. with the audience. Um, it's like they, like, tried too hard to have chemistry, if that makes any sense. So it just didn't. Yeah. They, they, they tried to wrestle a style. It didn't fit them. It's not what the crowd wanted. So it just didn't work. Like, the whole storyline didn't work. Nobody wanted to boo the Hardys, either yeah. of them. Um, so they basically, they both got written off by getting destroyed by the undertaker and they're off tv for like a month or so so hmm. now they're back now they're a tag team and we don't yeah. we pretend like that didn't happen you know yeah. that, that, that vengeance nonsense um the hardys are back here um so they're facing the canadians here lance storm accidentally hits christian with a super kick <laughs> and then matt hits the twist of fate jeff hits the swanton the hardys win win and uh christian throws a tantrum because that's his character yeah he throws tantrums, like, and then JR calls him a baby and asks him if he needs a new diaper. <laughs> Do you think that's going to get somebody over? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. something that you guys enjoy. Is, is that, is that no, a good character? No. <laughs> and that's funny that Jim Ross would say something like that because he's so, you know, he yeah. is the business when it comes to, like, wrestling. Like, he wants to try and get everybody over. I don't know. That's Leave that to Jerry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, the Dudley boys come out next. Um, and really, this just exists because so the Dudleys are accompanied by Stacy Keebler, the Duchess of Dudleyville. Yeah. So basically, you have Stacy in one corner and Lita in the other corner. They eventually catfight. That's what the crowd wants, I guess, or what of they course. perceive what the, the crowd wants. <laughs> uh, Jeff hits a somersault plancha on a bubba on the outside. Diva goes for a DDT on the inside, but Matt counters into a roll-up and eliminates the Dudley boys. Uh, then the Dudleys give a 3D to Jeff on the outside, and which pretty much takes him out for the rest of the match because Billy and Chuck are next. Ooh, you... Yeah, yeah that whole deal. So. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Dude... I fucking love Billy and Chuck. So I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. They're, they're great. And I think this was the evolution, right? This wasn't where they were hot just yet. Right. Yeah. This is way yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Right. What, about, what about you, Sec Daddy? You like Billy and Chuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the tag team division <laughs> today could use them. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're not, you're not kidding. It sucks. Um, yeah. 
Bailey and Chuck, I mean, like you said, it's it's been an evolution. Like the, the yeah. music is this is like their first or second time using the music. Like they're really early on. But they're like legitimately one of the most entertaining things in the yeah. company at this point. Uh maybe doesn't hold up as well in 2021, you yeah. could say, but uh for the time it was definitely entertaining. Um but Billy and Chuck, they basically pick the bones left by the Dudleys. Billy gives Matt a uh famouser. Well, eliminates the Hardys, and then the APA comes out. APA. Oh, thank God the APA is here to rid us of the gays, right? Yeah. That's what their thought process is. (laughs) That's that's them talking, not me. (laughs) But uh, so APA comes out and uh, basically culminates with Bradshaw taking off Billy's head with a clothesline from hell. Yeah, dude. Great sell from Billy Gunn. I rewatched that. Holy shit. So good. Damn. Uh, so... <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> so the APA win here, even though yeah. they're in the match for like, I don't know, a minute or two. Uh, they get a title match at WrestleMania, but so does everybody else. So Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall thoughts on this match? Dude, I miss Stacy. And she was so yeah. good with the Dullies, too, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if you can ever recreate that again. But overall, again, the theme of the pay-per-view for me, eh, it was okay. But it was entertaining, you know? I, I would, you know, I don't know. I, I like the win. APA, that's good. I yeah. respect that. But, uh, again, we're getting a lot out of this pay-per-view. If this pay-per-view wasn't as entertaining as it should be, we're getting Billy and Chuck, APA kicking ass, Hardy's mm-hmm. coming back. Stacy looking fine as hell, so <laughs> easy. I, I'm happy, but again, theme of the pay per view for me. Okay, cool, good, happy. Yeah, yeah. The right, the right team on creative got it right. APA should have won the match, so mm-hmm. got no complaints. And uh, I mean, Hardy's returned. I mean, I think they got out a lot out of the match, honestly. Yeah, so. yeah. I would have had Billy and Chuck win, but. I'll take the APA, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> no complaints here. But yeah, solid way to open a show, I guess. <laughs> um, but then after that, we go backstage and Michael Cole oh, is yeah. interviewing Ric Flair. <laughs> Michael Cole. Whoa, bleach blonde tips. Michael Cole at his prime. Yep. And uh, so Flair is basically saying that the NWO are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Undertaker <laughs> interrupts. And uh, says that, hey, Flair, instead of focusing on the NWO, maybe you should focus who's watching you. Yeah. He's like, why is he watching him? I don't know. Um, but basically, this is building to their WrestleMania match um, between Taker and Flair. So um, it sets up a uh, an altercation, I guess, later in the night. So, But, man, we've got the match of the night coming up next. Rob Van Dam versus Gold Dust. Yep. <laughs> the match of the night. Oh, yes, man. You know, Jesus. <laughs> calm down there, buddy. Perfect. <laughs> oh. I, I, I told you to come on with the yeah. paint, but you just you didn't. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of tongue in cheek when I said match of the night, but I'm looking at the card here and yeah. that's not the probably not the craziest thing to say. In all no, honesty, it's, but... it's really not. <laughs> so here's the backstory. There is none. So Goldust <laughs> yeah, returned. <laughs> Goldust returned at uh, Royal Rumble, and he had a series of vignettes, basically saying, "I've been keeping an eye on you," but not saying who it is. And uh, eventually, he 
attacks RVD in the ring on Raw, and um, there's really been no like yeah. motivations fleshed out. I guess maybe Goldust is jealous of Rob's success because RVD's been pretty red hot ever since he debuted. So I guess that's the reason. But even commentary, you have these guys coming out in their entrances, and I forget word for word what they said, but they're basically like, well, what's the beef between RVD and Goldust? And yeah. Lawler's like, I don't know. Is he jealous <laughs> of them? And they're like trying to piece it together yeah. on commentary. It's like, if you guys can't figure out why yeah. these guys are fighting. <laughs> so, but um, I, got, I just got to take a second and say, Peacock, this is a match where Peacock's pissing me off because they already got rid of the Rob Zombie theme music for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Which I think I think they they didn't dub over Edge's theme, right? Later? I don't think so. But they, they dubbed over the Rob Zombie. It was like um was it? I, um, yeah. I feel so numb. Yeah, that song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What which that, one was was that for this this match? Was well, it was for the pay-per-view. It was oh, for no oh, way. Oh, the theme song, got it, yeah, yeah. But they had like the generic boom boom because it was pretty generic for Stone Cold and Jericho's promo too. So I was thinking the same thing. I don't know. Well, that yeah, that in particular caught me off guard because like it did not fit the no the intensity of the promo at all. Yeah. Um, but they also dub over here, which is why I bring it up. They dub over Rob Van Dam's theme song, which I don't remember ever being like a a necessity to dub that over. Like I feel like they use that all the time. All the DVDs, all the all the VHSs. So it's like it was yeah. a weird. This choice. wasn't one of a kind, right? No, it was his, his original, just as like instrumental, got it, basically. Got it. Got it. Um, the fucking Peacock man can't stand him, but <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, but the match is okay. I mean, I wasn't really optimistic going into it, just because yeah. of the coldness of the build, and like you said, the crowd wasn't really into it, at least in the beginning. So odd, yeah. But at the end, it kind of picked up. You had a lot of good uh, false finishes. R- RVD misses the five star. Uh, Goldust spikes him with a DDT for a good two counts. Uh, Goldust goes for the curtain call, but RVD flips out of it. It's a spin kick for two point nine nine nine. Really good false finishes towards <laughs> at the at the at the end. Uh, specifically, that's my according to my calculations. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, RVD blocks a kick, hits another spin kick. And then hits the five star frog splash for the win. Crowds into it. I yeah. always like measure how much a crowd is into it by how loud they count the three count. And they were they were into oh, it at yeah. the end of it. So uh, the match point. was fine for what it was. I even like the heat segments at the beginning of the Gold Dust. I thought he was doing like a, a lot of unique stuff, like yeah. how he like had RVD tied in the ropes and was like stretching him across yeah. the turnbuckle pose, like stuff like that. So I actually enjoyed this match a lot more than I thought I would. And you brought it up with Godfather. Is this starting to be PG for Goldust too? Like, I don't know. I don't think they know what direction yeah. to go. I think got that's it, the problem. Got it. Yeah, I mean, RVD was over as hell. And you could hear that. Like you said, the pop. Yeah. So again, is this just testing? Is this just, you know, the bridge to WrestleMania, you know, 18? I don't know, but they know they have something. And that's RVD. And that's mm-hmm. gold, you know? No, gold dust is gold, actually. Yeah, <laughs> gold dust is gold. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, RVD, he lost a lot of because he came in red hot with the invasion. Yeah. Like he was yeah, the yeah. one good thing that came out of that storyline. It seems like he's kind of already he's not quite going through the motions yet, but you can see because yeah. you know where he would end up. Like there was a period where he was just kind of stuck in the mid card. Yep. And it feels like they're kind of transitioning him. I don't even remember. What did he do at WrestleMania 18 or was he even on the card? Yeah, I don't 
if I would he, have to go back. He might have been in like a hardcore title segment or something. Yeah. Like it's it is what it is. But at least we get gold dust and Booker T soon. So Yeah. <laughs> Which is gold. It is, some may say. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on this match? Oh, RVD defeated Regal for the WW uh Is it the European Championship? Oh, no, Intercontinental. Championship, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh hey, don't spoil My the don't, don't spoil, spoil the match later. Come on, man. That's what people came to see is a brass knucks on a pole match. Oh yes, that's next. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Well, I'm sorry, next. what did you say? Come on, Deeds. <laughs> we got some nonsense before that, don't worry. Um, so after that match, we go backstage and Stone Cold meets the NWO. So we have all three of those guys walking up to Stone Cold backstage. Scott Hall hands Steve a six pack of Budweiser. And Steve says, well, I'm thirsty. So he's not thirsty for beer, I guess. Uh, so he grabs Steve, grabs a six pack, throws it over his head and walks away. So it seems like there's already planning for Austin versus Hall. Um, so I guess, you know, this, this is how they're using the NWO. It's a constant threat throughout the show. Hey, we're here to make peace. Here's some beer. But Steve's probably yeah. like, hey, you're probably going to poison me with that that their beer or something. I guess I don't know yeah. what, what his thought process is there. Um, then we have the <laughs> if you didn't get enough tag team wrestling from the opening match, we have the tag team titles on the line. The champions, Spike Dudley and Taz versus Booker T and Test. Uh, Test. I'm I'm confused why we have two makeshift tag teams fighting for the titles when we just saw a turmoil match that had like eight real teams for a match that had no stakes ultimately. Um, But yeah, what do you guys think of this tag team match? It was okay. I mean, Tess really, you know, gave it to Spike Dudley. That's all I could really remember. Tads was yeah. on the, you know, apron waiting to be tagged in. Uh, I just, I, it just, it wasn't believable. It was almost like, it's like Marco Stunt going one-on-one with Wardlow. It's like, I, I don't yeah. believe it. But, you know, Spike Dudley sort of kind of was our Marco Stunt. Probably not because he was better in the ring. But mm-hmm. regardless, what I'm saying is size. And I just, it was unbelievable for me. Like, how can Taz choke out was it tat was it who who did he choke out to win test. I forget but test, test. yeah i just yep. i don't know it wasn't unbelievable but again it was okay it was uh it was entertaining you know like i'm not gonna knock it but it was just okay right right yeah back like what you said about a train test wasn't used right in the wwe either i think they could have gotten no. more out of him he was a he was a big boy and he was yeah. you know he was kind of in shape he never let himself go and, you know, like this tag match with him didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really start and stop for Tess seemingly yeah. throughout his whole career. Like there yeah. was even a period before this a few months ago, they were like building him up as if he was going to face the rock at the Royal Rumble or something. Huh. But then this kind of dropped it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like I guess Triple H came back and they were like, oh, we have another long, blonde haired, jacked up guy. We'll just use this one instead yeah. of this one. And then. I don't know, but um, well, he looked great in his ECW days. Oh Test. man, he was yeah veiny, lots yeah. of protein well, shakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we'll call it, right? Yeah. yeah, that 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 boy was eating his broccoli when he was yeah. in ECW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, I totally agree. The, the, the my main takeaway from this match was watching Spike Dudley take bumps. Like yeah. that will never not be entertaining, especially when he's getting thrown around by guys like Test. Uh, but the finish comes when Spike goes for the Dudley dog on Test, but uh, or he hits it, but he gets pulled yeah. out by Booker. Um, Taz makes the cover, gets a two count. Uh, Test rolls up Taz with his feet on the ropes, but the ref catches him. So Tess is pissed at this. He's like, hey, what's that all about? So he throws the he shoves the ref. The ref shoves back, and Tess <laughs> gets shoved right into a Taz mission. And Tess taps right away. So yeah, like you said, just a weird pairing. I, I get what they're going for, the underdog champions, yeah. but at this point they've like been champions for a while and they keep beating teams. So it's like it's a weird random push for someone like Taz who ends up on commentary within a matter of months. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, bizarre, but it's a common theme with the shows. It's like, bizarre. Why, yes. why is this happening? Um, <laughs> but continuing with that. Yeah. Just wait. There's more <laughs> breast knuckles on a pole match. Yeah. Oh man. It sounds like something I just made up out of thin air, but that is yeah. a thing that happened here. Um, believe it or not, there's a culmination of a pretty long story between edge and William Regal. And this is for the intercontinental championship. William Regal is champion facing off against edge and really all it comes down to is regal has been using knucks a lot in his matches. It's the uh, power of the punch as he calls it. He's using knucks to win all of his matches, even to the point where he's intercontinental champion. Uh, Him and edge had a match at Royal rumble in which regal won using the knucks. Um, Edge broke regal's nose at one point. So this has been a back and forth thing. And now we're here brass knuckles on a pole um <laughs> the matches i mean they, I, I feel like these guys have had better matches in their time yeah. um there's one really it was kind of an awkward brutal spot where regal is going for like a power bomb on the apron but i guess edge was supposed to be kind of doing a hurricane rana yeah. but it looked it was just didn't really line up but they you know regal took the bump anyway and pretty harsh looking bump um, but it's pretty back and forth. This match never really gripped me, but uh, ultimately Regal grabs the Nucks, but, or he has his hands on the Nucks, but edge suplexes Regal off the top rope and the Nucks go flying. Uh, so, but Ed- edge kicks the Nucks outside of the ring. So Regal can't use it. Edge yeah. hits the edge matic for a two count, which allows edge to go outside and grab the Nucks. Edge gets back in the ring. He's ready to <laughs> swing at Regal. I'm going to knock you out, fella. But that goddamn William Regal already has brass knuckles in his tights, pulls him out, unbeknownst to the referee, hits Edge with a two-piece, knocks him out with the knucks, and uh, yeah, Yeah. Regal retains using the knucks once again. It just seems like a very (laughs) one-speed feud here. So yeah, But yeah, the match, it was fine, but it wasn't my favorite. No, I mean, that's what you get out of these kind of matches. But the funny part is, didn't the ref, like, check Regal? Apparently not well enough. Maybe he pulled him out of his asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a heel thing to do, and I dig it, because I loved Regal back in the day, and yeah. I was happy for him. But, uh, again, what's the theme? Okay, you know, good. My Next. dude went over. I'm happy. <laughs> right. you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Match sucked, but the right dude went over. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just cool because the heelish way of exactly. how Regal wins, you know, is 
is perfect, you know? Even if the storyline was, you know, made up two, three months ago, it was still pretty good ending. It's just, you know, maybe the crowd or maybe it's just me, you know, yeah. 30 now and going back and watching <laughs> you know, no, way, no Way Out 2002. Uh, I don't know, but it was... I it, it was different. I liked it. You know, it was it was an okay match. Again, wasn't great. Was it Dave Meltzer five point five stars? It was no an okay match, and Dave I you know Meltzer. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this pay per view as a whole is really just on the back of NWO. Yeah. Exactly. NWO's here. That'll get people to pay for it. And it's where you're kind of noticing throughout all these matches, there's not a lot of great buildup for most of them. Yeah, uh, including this one, it kind of just felt like they were going through the motions. Um, Bingo! But don't worry, Edge is on to better things shortly yeah. after this when he feuds with Booker T uh, over a shampoo commercial. So, <laughs> you know, I guess all's well that ends well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but after that, we have the Undertaker versus The Rock. Um, so the build to this is, is very, is very much a match where it's like, okay, we don't have anything for these guys. Let's just pair them together and see what happens. Yeah. Um, very, you know, undertaker and rock like undertaker tombstone rock on top of a limo, uh, rock hit taker with a pipe the next, you know, week or whatever off the bike. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so there's not a lot of substance to the backstory, but that being said, I love the undertaker. In this era, yeah. in this era, do you guys agree? Agree. Yeah, dude. Yep. Like heel, like he's very humanized, but it yeah. works with the heel character. Um, because yeah. he's he's no longer the dead man, obviously, but he's he's out there talking shit. He's out there like you know jaw jacking with the crowd. Like he's 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 opening up like a whole different level of charisma. That yeah. it seems like it's giving him something different to do. And I, you could tell he's enjoying what he's doing out there. Yeah. I mean, how do you transition out of the greatest character of all time? Like, come yeah. on, like that's tough. But, you know, Mark being, you know, one of the greatest of all time, he can do that. And that's why it's so good. Yeah. I just yeah. called him Mark, which is kind of weird. But what hey. a Mark you are, huh? <laughs> Mark Calloway. I know all the names, <laughs> damn it. This guy's a wrestling fan. So what do you think of his match with Dwayne yeah. here, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the match is, it, it was a solid match. I think these two have had better matches. Again, the kind of a, of course. a theme throughout the show. But um, it was fine for what it was. Rock comes out sprinting to the ring, comes out yeah. red hot. Um, Taker eventually gets control. But towards the end, oh man, it's loaded with hullabaloo at the end here, this finish. So uh, Taker hits a choke slam for a two count. So he gets frustrated, goes out to his bike, pulls out a lead pipe from his bike. I don't know if it's like a piece of the bike. I don't know if it's just a a pipe that he hit in there, Um, but he has it. Uh, The ref tries to stop him, but Undertaker just shoves him into the stairs Guess it's fine because he's Mark Calloway, right? So he can get away with anything. Uh, And then, uh, so he has the pipe, Undertaker does. But Ric Flair comes out. He's going to have none of this, Ric Flair. He uh, comes out to take the pipe away from Undertaker, but just gets a boot to the face. Uh, Undertaker gets in the ring, swings the pipe at Rock. Rock evades the pipe and turns it into a sharpshooter onto the Undertaker. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. You're like, yeah. I wish there's some more run-ins in this match. Well, 
I got you covered. Vince McMahon comes in, tries to distract the ref, um, because at this point, Vince and Flair are 50-50 owners yeah. of the company, and they're, they've been at odds. They even had a street fight at the Royal Rumble, so they're basically, you know, you like this guy, and then I like this guy, so they're kind of... Uh, conflicted there <laughs> so vince is distracting the referee as rock has taker and the sharpshooter so rock's like hey fuck you vince yeah. uh and he gets distracted with vince which allows taker to get back up take advantage and he goes for a tombstone but flares back in hits taker with a lead pipe which allows rock to hit the rock bottom for the win so the rock gets the win here yeah. and uh but it's clear that like the issue between rock and undertaker is like non-existent and that this is just yeah. here to what set up this? WrestleMania. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a transition period, just like a lot of the other matches, you know, rocks going to go on to Hogan and takers going to go on to Ric Flair. So, I mean, on paper, this match is like, Holy shit, dude, I can't wait to buy this pay-per-view, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it was okay. Again, transitioning, they're doing something, more doing something better with these two guys, but let's throw it on the card and see, you know, what happens. So right. it was another decent match. I'm not going to bury it. It was, it was right. cool. It was cool. And I, you know, I kind of like the run-ins, you know, it kind of gives the, the match yeah. something else, you know, other than, you know, one, two, three, it's done. It's like, okay, Rick's here. Vince is here. And I don't know, just gave it something again, theme of the show. It was okay. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. it. You know, spot on i mean it like you said if i looked at this pay-per-view and i looked at the card i'd be ecstatic these matches mm-hmm. they happen and it's just like it's okay but this is right. obvious this is really obvious just leading to undertaker versus flair mania yeah yeah for sure that's kind of what no way out i guess would be like yeah. in its entire existence it's like it's a pivot point it's a roadblock on the way to wrestlemania really ultimately right. but uh after this match, we go to WWF New York. You guys <laughs> ever been there? Always wanted to go there. No, always <laughs> wanted to. I heard their food was great. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That's what I've uh, heard. I've never been there, but I've heard that the food was atrocious. Or maybe that's the WCW was, one. WCW had Square, one too. Right? Oh, they did. Yeah, they had like huh. Hulk Hogies and oh, Kevin God. Kevin Nash. Phil Strip Steak. I don't Are know. Are you making this shit up? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I know they had like their whole menu was like yeah. puns based on the wrestlers. Yeah, I, course, I, I made yeah. up Hulk Hogies, but it's yeah. probably it was, that probably was on pretty the good. <laughs> was that off the cuff? Because no. that was good shit. No, whenever I get a hogie, I'm like, oh, yeah. look at this Hulk Hogie, bro. Like I say it to myself, yeah, brother. <laughs> <by> myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're here at WWF New York, and Mister Perfect is here. Oh yeah, damn. So. It's interesting because Mr. Perfect returned at the Royal Rumble to yep. a huge pop, huge ovation. Not only that, he's final three in the Royal Rumble with Kurt and Triple H. And Mr. Perfect is getting more cheers than the other two. And then the Royal Rumble happens. It's over. And then Mr. Perfect just seemingly vanishes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe he's having matches on heat or something, but something. he something literally makes... I've been watching the Rawls and Smack. I don't watch the Heats. I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to do that. But he only made one appearance on one of the main shows. And he was playing chess with, it was like the college, because they were at some university. And it was like that 
college's champion in chess. Yeah. So Mr. Perfect is playing chess with them and he like cheats to win. And it's yeah. like, it's a really dumb segment. Of course. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> so like what, how is this the way we're using Mr. Perfect? Yeah. And he looked, he looked so good too. Like he was in shape. Yeah. Incredible. It seemed like he was in the best shape of his life. And I don't know what happened. Did they, what happened? Like, he he wasn't fired, right? Or he wasn't. No. Released. So there's a whole thing the the plane ride from hell. Are you guys oh, familiar with that? Oh yes. Well, that that I mean that involved Scott Hall too, right? Or Kevin. Yeah. Nash. Yeah, that might have been. That's yeah. why he. Okay. Okay. Now it's connecting. It makes sense right. now. Yeah, I forgot about the Scott Hall Nash thing. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's how a lot of guys got fired, I guess. So he was on the plane. Yes. Okay. From what I understand, it's been a while yeah. since I've heard the story, but I'm pretty sure he was involved in that. Got um, it. but. He's really, I mean, he's used very sparingly and he's here at New York. Yeah. A really weird promo. Like you said, he, he's, so he's wearing like a leather jacket with no shirt. Yeah. And he looks he, ripped. <laughs> he, he looks like the strongest yeah. dad in the world. Mr. Yeah. Perfect does here. There you go. And he's out here. He's calling everybody in the audience ugly. He's like, they're like, hey, look at that guy's hair. Hey, yeah. look at that guy's teeth. <laughs> look at my body. Look at my back. Yeah. Not too much, though. It was yeah. really weird. Like it didn't, it was just like, Hey, throw perfect. Uh, yeah. yo, ad lib something. And that seems like yeah. what he, that was the kind of vibe I got from this. I don't know. It was like the Mark Henry treatment, you know? Yeah. Go do something. The Mark Henry treatment. Yeah. <laughs> just nothing in the ring. You know? <laughs> oh man. But, um, yeah. that transitions into the match that probably had the most built. No, definitely had the most built out of any of the matches on this card. Triple H versus Kurt Angle. And this is for the number one contendership for the undisputed world heavyweight title. And they're going to get a title match at WrestleMania, whoever wins this match. Yeah. And you might be saying to yourself, well, didn't Triple H win the Royal Rumble? There you go. It's a whole thing, man. So this backstory, let me tell you. Let's hear. Um, are you guys familiar with the backstory of this match at all? I guess you, you yes. saw like the, the the promo package that kind of laid it out. Yeah, but, I remember bits and pieces, but let's yeah. hear it. So Triple H comes back from a quad injury at Madison Square Garden. He's hot. He's red hot. Everybody knows he, that the biggest pop we've ever heard. A yeah. monster baby face. He's super jacked. He's super wet. Uh, Triple H is back <laughs> and uh, moist <laughs> dude was dripping out there. But yeah. um, so he Johnny so drip, drip. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was the first the first yeah. moist master. What it, the America's moist wanted was Triple there H. Here. Um, so Triple H is a monster baby face. But Stephanie McMahon is a monster heel. So and they're married on screen. So it's like, yeah. how do they how does that work out? So. The weeks go on and they're slowly kind of building hostility between each other. Like Steph's trying to, she's basically has this idea that triple H is this monster that she controls and triple H is like, I'm going to do my own thing. And as the weeks go on, the the conflict kind of builds and builds to the point where they're like fighting in the ring. Like they're, they're litting all their dirty laundry out there. (laughs) And Triple H is about to say, fuck this, I'm out. But then Stephanie yep. lays this on him. I'm pregnant. Oh, her voice, too. Oh, oh my God. God. Dude, Dude, funny story. I was re-watching this. Yeah. And my wife's in the kitchen getting ready for work. And she says that. And she's like, what the <laughs> hell are you watching? I'm, I'm like, watching pro ah, wrestling. Get, yeah. I'm getting ready, man. Uh, you know, I'm getting ready to review a pay-per-view. 
I just thought that was funny. I'm know. working yeah, here. <laughs> that that voice, that voice is just oh, dude. And God, it, it's like Vicky nowadays, you know? Yeah, it's God, dude. Stephanie McMahon's acting is horrendous. Like it, it, it takes me out of it. Like it, it's it's yeah. so like on the nose. Like she's. <laughs> she's like a cartoon character. She's like trying to be yeah. an evil person, but she's, she's literally like, she needs like a cat on her lap. Like she sees yeah. that cliche evil person. You know and what? It worked for her, her father, but did not work for her, you know? Right. Well, came like the over the top, over yeah. the top character. I mean, if you think about it, that the promo that basically started this whole thing, Vince on SmackDown, you know, crazy over the top, but I'm getting into it. It doesn't work for her. That's basically right. what I'm trying to say. Well, it's funny. It eventually does, like in the in the yeah. in the future. But for some yeah. reason here, it's just not clicking. Yeah. Maybe it's I don't know what it is. But um, so Stephanie says that she's pregnant, which, as we all know, if if you have a relationship that's in turmoil and it's having issues, have a yeah. baby. It'll fix everything. So Triple H is fine now. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a dad. This is great. Um, even agrees to renew their vows on yep. Raw. And uh, so Raw starts, and amidst the show, Triple H learns that Stephanie McMahon is not pregnant. Yeah. Oh, by God. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's a whole thing, like like yeah. Stephanie had, uh, what do you call the guy that does the... Uh, yeah, I'm he blinking was an on actor the yeah, something. it's basically uh, the sonogram, sonogram. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Stephanie had a doctor, basically. right? Yeah, but he learns that he's an act, an actor, so he learns it's all a ruse. <laughs> it's it's uh, worth going back and watching. Anybody listening yeah. to this, it's it's great. But so they're out there renewing their vows. It's this long drawn out thing, and <laughs> Triple H is like, oh, I'm I'm so glad I'm here, and I've found out who you truly are, a lying, no good bitch. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so good. So there's the split. Um, Triple H even like he pedigrees Vince. He pie faces Stephanie. So they're done. And uh, Kurt basically is the, the knight in shining armor that comes to save Stephanie. And ultimately, Stephanie is the special guest referee for this match. Yeah. So how is Triple H going to get out of this one, folks? And... um. The match itself, it is what, you know, it's actually probably yeah. one of their better matches. The match that comes to mind when I think of these two is Royal Rumble 2001. And I didn't really, I wasn't really that into that match. I didn't think that was their greatest match. I thought this was better than that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, obviously a lot of shenanigans. Stephanie's yeah. the ref. Uh, the match starts with Kurt. And I do like the psychology here where Kurt's like just rolling up Triple H so Stephanie can do the quick count, but she can't yeah. count fast enough. No. Um, but towards the beginning, Kurt clotheslined or she Kurt goes to clothesline Triple H, but Triple H ducks and Kurt <laughs> clotheslines the shit out of Stephanie, sending yeah, her right. flying over the top rope. Really great bump by Stephanie. Yeah. Um, so Stephanie, they had to. They yeah. had to get out of the match. I mean, come on. You had to create some yeah. form of like, okay, Triple yeah. H could win this. Yep. Um, so this brings Tim White to replace Stephanie as the ref. Um, from that point, it's kind of back and forth. But then Kurt Angle eventually just clocks yeah. Tim White just from behind. Yeah, not not an accident. Just like, hey, fuck you, Timmy. Um, Kurt hits the angle slam onto Triple H. 
And Stephanie's back, thank God. So <laughs> Kurt makes the cover. Stephanie counts, but Triple H kicks out because I do like this. So Stephanie can know she's still hurt. So yeah. now she can no longer fast count, I guess is the story, which is fine. I like that. Yeah. Um, Kurt locks in the ankle lock, which uh, allows Triple H to kick Kurt Angle off. And Kurt goes cascading into Stephanie and knocks her out again. Again. Yeah. Oh, so many rough bumps on this show. And we're just getting started. Um, so Triple H hits a DDT, but there's no ref. Tries to wake up Tim White, but Kurt... Uh, knocks Triple H into him. Kurt hits a German suplex and then grabs a chair. Kurt swings the chair at Triple H. Triple H ducks and hits a pedigree onto Kurt Angle. Uh, Tim White starts to make the count, but then Stephanie McMahon comes in with an elbow drop. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. Was, Ooh, which yeah. was a decent elbow drop, to be honest. I'm going to be honest. It, it was very yeah. clear that she practiced this elbow drop a lot. And yeah. you know, I'll, I'll call a spade a spade. It was a good elbow drop. Yeah. Um, so Steph knocks out Tim White. Um, after the elbow, she just kicks him in the balls. I feel like that was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and then this causes Triple H to try to pedigree Stephanie. But then Kurt hits Triple H in the back with the, with the steel chair and then hits him in the face and then hits him with the angle slam. And Kurt Angle gets the win. So Kurt Angle's yeah. going to WrestleMania to fight for the title. What do you, what do you guys yep. think? Yeah, I mean, again, this whole match was, the, the setup is odd. Like, Triple H won the Rumble. Why is he, you know, why is he in this match? Yeah. But I don't hate it because it gives, you know, the storyline something that it needed. You know, it needed something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. The funny part is when Angle wins, he just like goes, he, he gets to his car and he drives away and his ring attire it's yeah. like, well, uh, cool but it's i don't know i i dug the match you know i've said throughout the whole show uh okay decent match this match i liked i stephanie yes i, I could have done without her but overall i i enjoyed it i i don't know if i said it earlier but i kind of like when it's you know there's something else you know there's there's an interference mm-hmm. there's something that happens during the match it just makes it more interesting more intriguing so i dug it i i, I it may be an unpopular opinion here, but I, I liked it. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It, it's just what's next for triple H. Obviously we mm-hmm. know now, but like 2002, it's like, dude, he won the rumble. Like what else does he need to right. do? It creates so, intrigue. It, it yes. makes you want to tune in a raw the next night. Exactly. Uh, yeah, this is not the universal wrestling podcast, but I'm going to disagree with you. Stephanie made that match. If Stephanie, oh, wasn't, if Stephanie oh, was not the guest referee, that match would not be as entertaining as it was. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, the, the elbow <laughs> drop, you, you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best It was part. so, like, stiff, but I, so effective. Yeah. Right. I didn't think yeah. it needed the uh, the main event, that WrestleMania, the title on the line, number one contender. If they just had yeah. the match with Stephanie, it would have been all right. Yeah. That's. You know, I agree with that, yeah. yeah right. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like the stakes being involved. Yeah. Um, I'm not really f- familiar with how they get out of this because obviously Triple H no. goes to face the champion. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess. And then who does Angle face? Is that this Kane. is 2000? Oh shit! And I feel like I don't really know what the story. I've seen WrestleMania. I've never seen the build up yeah. to it, and it didn't really seem like they had much of a story either. No. So Kane. WrestleMania really was just a <laughs> one match show, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 
you have Booker T and Edge fighting over shampoo. You have <laughs> <laughs> doesn't yeah. like Molly Holly win the hardcore title or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Maven's there. But what again, I mean, Triple H looked ripped. You know, Angle was in his prime. I mean, it was a good match. Uh, was Stephanie necessary? Obviously, I'm going to disagree. I don't think so. But I, I just, I don't know. It was a, I, I enjoyed it. I guess I, you yeah. know, I'm not going to say it's great and amazing match, but. I thought it was okay, you know. It was a it was an okay match. Yeah, it served its yeah. purpose at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, bingo. Yep. But after that, we go backstage, and now The Rock meets the oh. NWO, oh, yeah. yep. which is now like a famous segment. Yeah, yep. they all three of these guys walk in. The Rock, he has you know, the ice on his neck after his match with <laughs> Taker, but Hogan, he just wants a picture for his kid. Yeah. Big Rock fan. It's, it's his kids. It's Nick, I guess, right? Is his, his favorite wrestler, <laughs> The Rock, which you know, as, as an avid Hogan Hogan's knows best watcher, yes! very familiar. Here. Yeah, yeah it should get a little bit more parenting. Which, by the way, that show you can't find that show anywhere now. You gotta no? like go into the dark. What was web. it on? E or something? V, VH1, I think. VH1, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I, I I watched every episode. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, I, I kind of watched Total Divas. I don't know if that's I, oh, okay. I, I did go that far. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did. I did watch Total Divas too. Once Dude. John Cena was gone, I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. My fiance is really into Total Divas, Total Bellas, and literally, sure. if, if I walk by it and just sit down for a second to watch it, I will watch five episodes because it, it sucks yeah. you. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Um. But no divas here. We just got the NWO and The Rock. And, uh, you know, making fun of Diesel and Razor oh, Ramon yeah. back there. And yeah. Again, definitely Rock is mainly focused on Hogan here. So it's clear that they have that that vision yeah. in mind for WrestleMania. So um, pretty much just planting the seed once again for that. Yeah. Um, but the main event, the yes, WWF... Sir. Is a mouthful. The WWF Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship <laughs> is on the line. <laughs> you have Jericho it with is. the stupid two belts. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Chris Jericho, the champion, defending against Steve Austin. And uh, this is, I believe, Stone Cold's last title match that he would ever have. Yeah. Um, yeah, Austin, he's definitely, he's at the end of his rope here. I mean, he's... Uh, like you can kind of tell I mean, the the what thing. It's entertaining. Like he, he can have fun with that, but ultimately yeah. he doesn't really have a lot of substance to his character. Like they're kind of just reverting back to, hey, this worked in '98. Let's just try to do the exact same thing and see what happens. Yeah. And um, I feel like the crowd they were into it. Like I'm not gonna pretend like they weren't into Stone Cold because no, they were. Yeah, yeah. But when you compare it to what it used to be, it definitely feels like a like a like a downgrade a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, this match, I mean, it's it was a good match. At, at no yes. point, maybe it was just maybe I watched it too late or something. But this match never really gripped me. It yeah. was um, it was a lot of. I'll tell you this: when when people fight like in the crowd or like in the aisle way, I like tune out. I don't know what yeah. it is because it's like huh. I know the match isn't going to end there, and I know it's just yeah. going to be a bunch of punch, punch, or whip you into this wall. Yeah. Whip you into it for like forever, and it feels like that's Whip like you. a lot of what this yeah. match was. Well, bringing that up, there was a lot of Irish whips. 
Yeah. Were there more Irish yeah. whips or more chops? Chops. chops. I was gonna, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Dude. But it was, it just seemed like nonstop, you know, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen a match like that in years, you know, nowadays it's like break, break, throw them to the, you know, throw them out, out of the ring, you know, mm-hmm. wait, commercial, come back. Okay. Breathe here. It was just nonstop. I mean, I don't, I don't remember how many times, but, uh, I think, uh, Austin suplexed, superplexed Jericho like three or four times. Like the action just didn't yeah. stop. I think he did it on every With, corner. I could yeah. be wrong, but it was at yeah. least three of them for sure. Yeah. It's crazy considering Austin's neck and back at this point. Like he's doing superplexes yeah. willy nilly like this. And they both did not seem blown up either. No. No, it was just nonstop. I love that kind of that. That's that's my kind of wrestling. But you know. Yeah, it's almost like they were trying to best each other. It's like yeah, it wasn't a shoot fight by any means, but it's like I'm gonna yeah. chop you. Let's let's use chops hurt more and see if you yeah. can like or, suffer or, through them. Yeah, or Stone or Steve Austin was bringing him to school. You know. Yeah. Showed him how, you know, it works here in the WWF. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match, like it's, like we said, a lot of chops, a lot of fighting on the outside. Yeah. Um, towards the end. So we got more, uh, man, more shenanigans. So yes. Jericho locks in the walls. Um, Austin's in it for a while. Eventually gets to the ropes. Jericho's frustrated. He goes to the outside, grabs the title. Um, and hits eventually hits the breakdown onto Austin, which is a uh, skull cr- skull crushing finale, basically. Okay. A uh, little known. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> the breakdown never really caught on. The breakdown. Yeah. Um, never really hit it as well as the Miz does, which is a weird, <laughs> just a weird thing to say. Um, yeah. Chris Jericho can't do it as well as Mike Mazanin, yeah. but uh, Jericho goes for a clothesline on Austin, but Austin ducks and. We get another ref bump. Yeah. <laughs> so the ref gets clotheslined. Uh, Austin actually locks in the walls of Jericho. Jericho taps out, yep. but there's no referee. So Jericho, uh, so Austin's trying to wake up the ref, which allows Jericho to get back up. Uh, Jericho tries to hit Austin with the belt, but gets a stunner, um, which causes, because the ref's still out, that goddamn New World Order comes out. And oh, they yeah. all beat up on Austin. N-W- yep. Oh, NWO for life, for life. And they spray paint his uh, pat, yeah. Oh, it's all, it's classic, man. We're not you know. there yet. Come on. <laughs> He's blowing his load already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we got to mention that Scott Hall hits Stone Cold with a Stone Cold Stunner. Stunner. And it was so bad. It was really bad. Yeah, it was, it was very whatever. bad. Um, so that lays out Austin. Yeah. And uh, allows Jericho to make the cover. Jericho gets the win. Um, so Jericho's off to WrestleMania, and Austin's still laying in the ring. The NWO, the NWO attacks after the match. Um, they paint, like you said, they paint yeah. NWO on Austin's back. Um, you know, just rekindling their old characters from WCW. And uh, yeah, that's basically how the show ends. So Jericho's champ. NWO and Austin clearly have a beef yeah. and um, yeah, that's no way out. Like we said, it's, it's a transition show Yeah. Um, to me, like watching this show in a vacuum is kind of a weird thing because like, yeah. there's not a lot of build to these matches and like a lot of stuff on this show doesn't really matter really like yeah. within a month. But um, 
we had some good wrestling and get some pretty entertaining stuff on this show. And the debut of the NWO is a huge moment for the company, even though with hindsight, we know what it ends up becoming. Yeah. But at the time, a huge moment for WWF. So, um, but as far as that main event goes, thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, Jericho can go, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan back in the day, but now looking back at it, like, you know, hindsight's 2020, dude, give that man props. You know, they always say, he, he should be on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't know about that, but he should be there. He should be close to it. Dude, he can go. And he went with Stone Cold. Like, that's impressive. The amount of chops, the amount of Irish whips. You know, <laughs> think about it. Irish whips, they hurt. You know, those yeah. ropes hurt. The chops, they hurt. Like, dude, he went. He, he went to school with Stone Cold and, you know, he won. I loved it. I thought it was a great match. Um, again, build up. Uh matches uh but i enjoyed it i i thought it was a great main event yeah it was a great match and this is actually one of jericho's um better runs with the wwe when he was undisputed champion i really enjoyed mm-hmm. his i really enjoyed his run as undisputed champion and like dita ding said i mean he's up there as one of the greats i mean i want to put him on my mount rushmore but he's up there I and mean, he's still doing it yeah. today he's still doing it today yeah he's just, yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, totally agreed. I feel like when people think of his undisputed title run, they think of WrestleMania and they think of him following Hogan Rock. So people yeah. might have this perception like, oh, it wasn't that great. And, you know, good point. It, you know, it, it, it wasn't the best, but it definitely yeah. had its moments. And I think Chris Jericho is a really strong character at this point. Like he was a really hateable yeah. dude. Um, yes. So he, he fit perfect. Um, as that character, kind of how he yeah. fit in there. Um, like you said, one of the goats. I mean, longevity, yeah. evolution, yep. in ring, on the mic. I mean, yeah. you, when you factor out all these facets of pro wrestling, it's hard to put anybody above Chris Jericho for yeah. sure. Yeah. And the um, main thing I take away from Jericho and his character when I was younger, I mean, I'm 30 now. So, like, I know Kayfabe, I know all that bullshit. But, mm-hmm. dude, I hated him so much, and it just yeah. – it worked. You know, it, it did him justice. It did his character what, you know, it needed to do. So, mm-hmm. ex- excellent, excellent. Yeah. He uh, he beat The Rock in Austin in one night, and mm-hmm. then he went to Royal Rumble and beat The Rock again, and now he's yep. here and beat Steve Austin again. So he's, he's, he's racking up these wins, and he's building yeah. some credibility, even though he's winning in these shady ways, but – He's, yeah. build, he's building a title reign. So going into WrestleMania, yeah. I feel like that was a smart way to go about it. So, And dude, Hebner can take bumps. Oh, man. <laughs> Best in the business. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that brings the show to a close. Yeah, over, yeah. Any other overall thoughts on this show? I mean, not the show, but Vince's promo. I feel like we kind of have to talk about it, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so uh, that like basically started this whole thing and Talking about the it's, one where he like turns in this chair. Yeah, yeah. The NWO's yeah. on the back of right, the chair. Right, right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, NWO is in the WWE. Like, how do you believe that? It's, it's happening. And right. again, this pay-per-view, was it, you know, great? No, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. But NWO is in the WWE. It's like a big freaking deal. WWF, yeah. whatever. But that's right. my takeaway. Like, it's a big deal. The pay-per-view wasn't amazing but holy shit hogan nash yeah. hall you know they're here it's i don't know it was it was cool to watch i i loved going back and watching this yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that promo where he's basically because it all stems from him and Flair being yeah. 50 50 partners and Flair is kind of getting the upper hand. So he's like, well, if you're going to be a part of this, well, I'm just going to destroy it all. And that's why yeah. he brings in the NW. It's kind of a weird storyline. Yeah. But like you said, it's the NWO in yeah. WWF, a, a surreal thing. Exactly. Um, maybe jumps the shark when they start adding like Booker T and stuff into it. Yeah. But well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sack Daddy, any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like, you just had it off what Dieter Ding said. It's crazy that who would have thought NWO would be the WWF at the time. And, I mean, I loved it as a fan back then. I loved it. And the pay-per-view was, you know, the pay-per-view was just, eh, but they made they made the pay-per-view. So it was all about them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like we said, transitional pay-per-view, but uh, it was I. I'll give it an I. There you go. Um, but what is not I, what is what is great is uh, the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Yes, uh, thank you guys once again for making the time to uh, watch Absolutely. the show, come out, come on here, talk about it. Always a great time. Uh, where can everybody find you guys and listen to you guys? Yeah, so it's actually going to be almost a year, September 29th. So we're going to have a big show. Oh, awesome! This month celebrating you know one year. But you can find us on Twitter at the UW pod and Instagram at UW podcast. And we're going to, you know, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple. I mean, we're on Podbean. So just Google us the universal wrestling podcast and Kyle, it's been a pleasure. Thanks again for having us on. Of course. Thank you. Thanks Kyle. Appreciate it. Once again, thank you to Nick and sack daddy for joining me on this episode Always a good time with those guys. Go check them out. Uh, Universal Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, follow them on Twitter at the UW Pod. Check out their website, uwpod.com. All that in the description, as always. And uh, check me out at apronbump.com. Uh, if you like this era of wrestling, if you like this era of the WWF, go to apronbump.com. Hit the episodes tab and you can select Attitude Era. And that'll bring you all my reviews from uh, basically from Royal Rumble 2001 up till now. So you can binge away if you're a new listener or if you just want to listen to me again. That's cool, too. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll show you the way out of this episode here because <laughs> it's no way out. Didn't work in the intro. It didn't work uh, in the outro. So I don't know why I tried it again. Um, yeah, I guess I could just stop talking, right? That would, that would bring the episode to an end. <clears throat> There's no easy way out, you know, Rocky four. Uh, okay. Fuck me. <laughs> Thank you guys once again for listening. I'm hard. Yeah.